What is going on? Bar Down Breakdown, episode 187, and this is the end of the year episode. And look who's back, joining us tonight. It is Tommy V, giving us a good old thumbs up that no one can see because this is audio. For those of you that don't get it, that's Terminator. Hello, it's me. I'm the Terminator and I'm back. Oh boy. Well, a couple of quick things and then we'll just launch right into this end of the year episode. First and foremost, um, huge shout out to our boy Justin for just coming in, filling in, earning the spot. You know, our dude was like, you know, he was that AHL, you know, top forward. And then I have to go and, you know, get get my foot broken. And then my man steps up and all of a sudden he's on the top line. Yes, hockey fans. That's right. He's the playmaker. Whereas I am the grinder and Mikey is also the grinder. And he knows what I mean. I know what you mean. Tom, good. you are looking good, by the way. Yeah, I know. Hey. No, no one can even see this, but I just have to get it out there. Tom is looking good and healthy and strong. Yeah, and man. So awesome to have him back. The show went on, but as everyone knows, it wasn't the same without you. And uh, it's just awesome to fire it back up, man. It's a new year, 2023. I feel yes. like it's a perfect time to like just add the typical death cab for cutie lyrics and further seems forever lyrics and just it's the new year and i don't feel any different but it's a a good year for bar down breakdown we got some cool things planned in a couple of months that we can't quite talk about but i guess we can officially say that bar down breakfast part two is going to happen and just everyone prepare because it's going to be sweet and we'll tell you more when we can, but it's happening. And we're already thinking about year three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to start thinking about year three yet. But but since 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 we have Tommy back, I, I think I think we uh we had an agreement that year two is gonna be called electric boogaloo. Exactly. So bar down, bar down break break two, electric boogaloo. Two, electric boogaloo. And it's gonna be great. Uh everybody's gonna have a have a great time. There's gonna be dancing. You guys don't even know where it is. You don't even know who's playing. And that's what's great about this. I know, and you don't. So keep tuning in because, you know, maybe we'll drop some some subtle hints for you guys as we go along. But I couldn't be more stoked to, to be back, to be hanging with you guys. Uh, it was uh, a long, long road to, uh, you know, feeling comfortable to kind of get back out there. But uh, gladly, uh, you know, I'm in a place where, where I can. So uh, onward and upward, you know, I, I, I shared quite publicly that 2022 was, you know, not my year, um, you know, so burn it down and uh, in the ashes, 2023 comes through and uh, it's going to be a killer year. But the one thing about 2022 um, that I loved was uh, all of the great music that came out. Now, before we, we you know, dive too deep into talking about uh, you know, our top records of the year, uh, you know, we, we want to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, 2022 in hockey because a lot of funky stuff has happened. 
Um, a lot of interesting stuff has happened. Uh, some, you know, kind of, you know, wacky moves here and there. And, uh, you know, we've still got another seven weeks until the trade deadline, I think, or something like that. So there's more silliness to come, I'm sure. But uh, as you guys know very well for me, uh, you know, I'm not the hockey guy. So uh, I'll uh, I'll lay out here and let my uh, two bearded friends, will be more beardeder than me, uh, talk a little bit about 2022 in hockey. So, so I will say, I think last time, last time we 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 had an episode, if you took we took a little bit of a break over the holiday season. Um, I think the Devils were still on top of the Metropolitan, and uh, it's been great watching Devils fans kind of kind of cry and fall off the bandwagon a little bit. I'm all for that. I totally agree, and I I, I don't want to say that the the Devils aren't a great team and oh, they're an have, amazing team and have young superstars, but you know they they started hot, and we know that this is an 82 game season. It's a long season. It's a grind. You got to bounce back. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> you got to bounce back from injuries, and sometimes a goalie or two will get hurt, and some of your stars will get hurt, and what makes a real team is being able to sustain that success. And, you know, it's just a long season. And I I do think, you know, at the top of the Metro having Carolina, that makes sense. I think Carolina is the real deal. Mm -hmm. They've been consistent for the past few seasons. Yeah. But what's a little surprising to me is how far down the Florida Panthers are like, thinking where they were last year to where they are this year, that's got to be surprising a lot of people. Um, I I think for the most part, the rest of the Metropolitan kind of looks the way it it should. Um, But that that Panthers team sitting at seventh right now at the bottom of the Metro is just a little shocking to me. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, John Huberto, Huberto rather, I should say, somewhere is – Sipping a cup of tea, just being like, "Yeah, you fucks." Thanks a whole <laughs> yep. lot. But it's yeah. it's crazy because they were they were easily like within the third second or third spot, maybe a month ago, or maybe no two months ago. They were in the second third spot in in the Atlantic Division, and then just they just transitioned into this like this. I don't know. Like it, it I, it's funny. I, I have a lot of because I'm from South Florida. I have a lot of friends in in that are part of the Panthers camp, and they're just pissed at how the team's been performing. And um, and I think Huberdeau was a pretty big, uh, pretty big uh, player on the team last season. He was a great captain, and it's uh, it's hard to see him go now. Mm. I mean, the reality of it is, yeah, he he was a major player. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people were like, "Well, you know, they're gonna they're gonna trade up um, and you know land you know to Chuck or you know I I, I guess it was kind of like one of those things where it it didn't really work out. You know, super teams sometimes where you have too many stars aren't always uh, able to make it work. You know, especially mm-hmm. you look at the Maple Leaves almost every year. I mean, like the amount of star power on that team is is out of control. But you know. He, can't make it out of the first round of the playoffs. So, you know, I, I think that's what's interesting about a team like the like the Canes, right? Because they they're sort of to me remind me a little bit of the Islanders because they don't like they don't have like 
like a bona fide superstar. I mean, they've got like some good players, but they yeah. don't have like a superstar. So, you know, they're able to put it together and win all these games and just be a ferocious team. And, you know, they're a lot of fun to watch, uh, you know, hate to say it, you know, cause they're, you know, as Islanders fans, Mikey and I, it's, you know, it's kind of stepping on our heads, but they're a ton of fun to watch, you know, as a hockey fan, you just kind of love how they grind through games. It's awesome. I will not give a compliment to the Carolina Hurricanes. I hate watching them play. I hate their fan base. But, yeah, you know, I, I think the, the season's definitely got some surprises so far. Um, but our Islanders, Tom, are kind of where we were expecting them. They're, they're, they have some games where they just look like they're going to win the Stanley Cup, and then they yep. – you know, lose to the Arizona Coyotes, and you're like, oh my God, like this team, yeah. we need to rebuild. But mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of how every fan base is, right? <laughs> like they just yeah. want their team to win every single game. And but the but the Islanders, especially, I mean, that you know, the Islanders fan base, you know, you and I know the core of that fan base all too well. Um, you know, they're just all maniacs. I mean, like absolute maniacs, and they can go from one end of the spectrum to the other, you know, when, you know, Barzi was on his, uh, his assist streak, you know, and he hadn't scored a goal yet. It was like, you know, one half Islanders fans were like, Oh, this is great. At least he's producing. And the other half was like, you know, ah, why would we ever pay this guy money? And, you know, this is ridiculous. And yeah, it's just like, Whoa, you know, like back it up a little bit. Uh, But yeah, the Islanders have kind of been, meandering down i mean they've had some games where they looked really sharp they had some games where they looked like they were asleep it, it you know it was tough to watch a couple of these games and you know they seem to work well under adversity like you know like underdogs might you know i think the big problem with them is you know as a team the they when they let off the throttle it's like the whole team does you know and i think that's mm-hmm. evidenced by the way the captain has been playing, you know, uh, I hate to say it, but, you know, Lee's got to kind of step up in my opinion. Uh, you know, I, I think he's been kind of caught sleepwalking for these past couple of games. And, you know, the, the whole idea with a captain is you lead by example. So, you know, the rest of the players will, will fall in line if he's out there, you know, taking his 20, 25 minutes and, and making something of it. So, I don't know. I, I just I think they they need to to make some things happen. I think they need to work on some stuff. And ultimately, if they're able to stick around for the next you know five or six weeks and stay competitive, I hope they they make a good deal. You know to to see if they can do something here. You know get Barzi a winger to play with. You know yep. uh, get rid of you know Beauvillier or you know uh, Bailey even some of these guys who just are not producing, producing and go buy a, you know, go buy a loan, you know, like not buy a loan rather, but go buy a, you know, a one-year superstar and get to the dance at least. Yeah. I, I think these next couple of weeks leading up to that trade deadline are going to be huge. Um, yeah. Especially since yeah. they're right now in that last wild card spot. Um, but We'll see how it plays out. I also don't want them to just like sell the farm and trade away our draft picks because I'm starting to see, at least with the guys that they're calling up from Bridgeport, that it's like next man up. 
And it's yep. not necessarily like the next best player up, but since the Islanders have such a, a system team, yeah, like if their right winger for the fourth line goes down, they have like a clone in Bridgeport that they could just yeah. fill in mm-hmm. seamlessly. And that's why, even though we've had some pretty substantial injuries so far, we've hung around. Yeah. And yeah. There's some, some games where it's a total flop. And like, I know that they were, the fan base was up in arms about the, um, the Seattle game, but Seattle's a good team. Like they, yeah. they are sitting in the playoffs right now. And um, I, I just don't think that that's necessarily like, a deciding loss that we are just not a competitive team. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't want to just only talk Islanders hockey. Um, I, I guess since it is the new year and one thing that's very relevant around this time of year is the winter classic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys. I went to turn on NBC on new year's day and I'm like, wait, why isn't the winter classic started yet? And then like, I looked at the TV guide and I was like, wait, the winter classic is not on new year's day. What the <laughs> heck is up with that? Like, what was the NHL thinking? Like why change it all of a sudden? Uh, you I don't know, know if it was because I, it was on a sun. Oh, it was competing against Sunday night football or Sunday football. Yeah. So what? Well, I mean, like that was on a Sunday. That's your, that's your market share, man. I mean, it, yeah. you know, as much as I hate to say it, you know, sports fans are sports fans, you know, and most even hockey fans, you know, in America, especially they're going to tune over to, to the NFL instead. But I, I agree with you. It was kind of a shock to not, you know, have it, have it there. You know, it was kind of, uh, and I'm sure it's not something they probably planned out, you know, years in advance, knowing that this was going to fall this way. And, you know, just decided not to say anything because, you know, hockey fans, like if you would have said it three years ago, like, oh, by the way, 2023's Winter Classic is, you know, going to be on Monday, you know, the fucking, you know, the Kyle would drive down and kill us all. That's what he would he's do. already in Nashville. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> he's way, he's, I don't, he, he's, he's too, too close. close. Get him away. He's too close. Uh, he needs to go back. <laughs> Set him across the border. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that guy's dangerous. Uh, but but no, you know the the Winter Classic. You know, it's always such a uh, an unbelievable presentation to see. You know the way that um, you know uh, they end up you know, broadcasting the game and the camera angles they use and just like the wide open space and the cold and I I think it's such a cool thing the Winter Classic that they that, that the NHL does and. Uh, you know, it's a bummer that they didn't do it sooner, that they didn't think to, to do it sooner. But now that they're doing it, it's just like kind of, uh, you know, it's like a game to be elevated for, even if it's nothing for, you know, just two points. It's, I think, like a badge of honor for a lot of these guys to have this opportunity, especially all the, you know, Canadians and Russians and Czechs and all those crazy guys who just played pond hockey all their lives. You know, they're like, holy shit, you know, I got to play in the snow again. You know, I love this, so. I, I think it's such a cool thing. So, I think did the, you the even cool watch it? Of... What? Did I, you're asking if I watched it? Yeah, I watched it. Okay. And what about you, Justin? Did you watch it? Yeah, I was gonna say I loved seeing the scenery of of Fenway too. Like I thought that I thought it was just such a cool way how they had everything set up, um, and doing it at such an iconic part too is just mm-hmm. 
was amazing. Like to your point, like you had all these, you know, Russians and Canadians coming down and playing and they're, they're playing in probably one of the most memorable parks outside of Wrigley and new Yankee stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, I, and I like this, I think that, you know, again, uh, you know, just take it around the country and like do it wherever you can. You know, I, uh, I love it, you know, as a, as an idea. And I also kind of hope that, you know, they take a cue from the NFL, um, you know, cause the NFL is, is doing really great having these uh, neutral site games, like, you know, the one they do in London, Mexico city, you know, mm-hmm. if the NHL like decided to do something like that, like, you know, have, you know, like something during the regular season and you call it like the, I don't know, the Russian classic. And like, it doesn't mean anything more than, you know, points in the standings, but like make a bracket, like, you know, make a bracket out of it. And, you know, something like that, you know, where like you can get, you know, a day or two in all of these other places around the world that love hockey and granted, yeah, you know, the Russia, Russia's got the KHL and yada, 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 but, you know, seeing an NHL game there, uh, you know, not a scrimmage, not a preseason game. I, that's got to be like the coolest thing. So I hope that that's something that comes, you know, along with this winter classic stuff. Uh, but anything that they could do that's different presentation, um, get more eyes on the product. Hell yeah. Now I do want to just throw one of these ideas that I heard floating around there because I wasn't the only one that was confused turning on the TV on Monday, on uh Sunday on New Year's Day and and not seeing it. People were like, why not just move it to New Year's Eve and start the game at like literally midnight and like do like the ball countdown for the new year and then then like drop the puck right at midnight and then have because what other events or sporting events are happening at that time that the competition and I don't know about you. I felt super old when they were like doing the promotion for the new year's rocking new year's eve and stuff and the commercial comes on with all these artists and i'm like who is that i don't even know these people and i just felt like a geezer saying it but truly i did not know like half or three quarters of the artist performing for the the rocking new year's eve and i was like geez i wish there was something i can watch right now I want to go on record saying that watching David Byrne perform is the most awkward thing uh, in the universe. Like, the uh, talking heads rule, but like, dude, it was it was cringeworthy. Like when he was uh, on stage with Sia, and like he was like doing this weird conducty hand thing, and I didn't like it, guys. I didn't like it. So I'm trying to figure out which ball drop you guys watched because the one that I watched, it had like Sierra and Shaggy. Like Shaggy came out doing Mr. Bombastic and I was just like, what year is this? Yes, that's great. (laughs) Are we going into like 2023 or like 2007? I know. (laughs) I know. I'll take it though. I'll take it. And uh, you know, that's a whole other topic for a whole other episode. But like, you know, Mikey and I, I think we kind of missed the boat when we were doing the like only 2000s thing because like, you know, we did a couple episodes and stuff and we should have done way more because like the way the vinyl game is going and like how much nostalgia is being plucked out of that era and like pressed and selling like gangbusters. 
um, is crazy. It really mm -hmm. is crazy. So, um, you know, maybe we need to revisit only 2001 to 2005 and talk more about Rufio. Well, especially with like when we were young festival getting, I mean, they just did year one, oh, year yeah. two is mm -hmm. already ready That's to go. It. I think that that era is just so over, not, I'm not going to say like overhyped because I mean, it was definitely like an amazing era overall, but you see a lot of musicians or just people on TikTok talking about it. Like even like we're doing like emo night karaoke and they sent the set list that they were doing and it's all songs like pre 2007. Nothing yep. on that set list is is post two thousand seven. Jeez, we should have done research before actually recording this episode, and we could have talked about like albums that are turning twenty years old in twenty twenty three. Oh, I can pull that up real quick. We have the internet because I, I know mean, Ribbons and Sugar is so Gatsby's American Dream. Ribbons and Sugar is turning twenty this year. Which transatlanticism is turning twenty this year. That's a big one. I know that because I think. I think give up by the postal services too. Cause I think it's like a joint 20th anniversary tour that they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, League of North Meteora. Oh, that was a great one, man. Yep. North is yep. North is turning 20. Something North. North. Yeah, man. I never got into North as much as leaving through the window, but North is still a, a sick, sick record. So that's one of those records where same thing, like when it came out, it was it was a little mature yeah. for, for like something corporate fans. But if you go back and listen to like all of the something corporate albums, I guarantee that that's probably going to be your favorite one. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Because to be truthful, like, you know, even though it's sacrilege to say I prefer Jack's mannequin over something corporate, I think that as he matured as a songwriter, he wrote better songs and you know that's not to say that constantine isn't an iconic song and if you see jordan isn't you know fucking great oh, little six eight, six eight diddy do but you know straw dog and kavanaugh park and all those songs are great but like you know like when you listen to them like when you're 35 like sometimes you get a little you get a little cringe you know you're like oh god you know um and i guess you know it's just part of growing up and, and all that kind of stuff. But as a songwriter, I think Andrew McMahon stepped into his own with like Jack's mannequin. And, you know, now he's off being a superstar doing his, doing his dang thing. But, you know, I think I mean, it's up to you guys, but uh, since I prepared for like albums of 2022, we should probably do that. Uh, and then like maybe next episode, we do this 20th anniversary thing because Give me some time to do some research, and I'm going to come at you. I'm going to come at you with some ditties and some slappies. Because all I've been up. doing for like six months is listening to music. So you're all screwed. <laughs> I will say just one more on that topic, just because I bought the vinyl for this this year. Take this to your grave. Yeah, I mean like... Turning 20 years old this year. That And, you know, that's fueling the speculation of like... Are they going to do it? Are they going to go on a 20th anniversary tour? And I mean, if they do, I think that could rival, you know, the, My hopefully it doesn't romance. rival in terms of, yeah, but like a MyChem sort of deal. Like, I think it could, but how dope would it be if Fallout Boy was like, Hey, we're going to do a 20th anniversary tour and play, take this to your grave. And every single venue we're playing is going to be under 500 cap. So fucking <laughs> go get it, tiger. You yeah, know, the, the, the 
unfortunate thing is if it's sold by Ticketmaster with their new like demand oh, pricing, yeah, it would be like two thousand dollars to get a ticket. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not that's not good. Well, I I don't know. They, we could do it like old school and just like you know the band can just sell the tickets. Go, oh yeah, yeah. Go or to Sam Goody. <laughs> or that too. Yeah. You can get tickets, but at the only Sam Goody in, at like Alaska, the last the Fye only... in Florida and fucking Ocala. <laughs> Find uh, the coconuts. <laughs> oh man, coconuts too! Wow, what a what a place! But uh, but yeah, so let's let's kind of jump into some some records. But I think before we do that, somebody has a little something to say about something. And DraftKings, I would think you do, and usually I do this, and I'm not. So, and I'm, I'm not. Excited. All right, I'll, I'll I'll take a stab at it. So, hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That's it. That was like so good. Like, (laughs) you know, I don't know why all this time you were like, you got to do it. You got to do it. You're, you're, you do it, man. You're doing it. I had to step up the last couple of months. I've mastered the draft king. You are, you are the king of the draft. Honestly, you are. The what's that Russian guy's name instead of Josh Bailey that all the Islander fans wanted like 17 years ago? Nikita Filatov. Nikita Filatov. That's who you are. Very oh. Russian. Very cool. So, um, I, I I have this weird question. Do you have like the ability to like splice music in? No. No. Okay. Well, maybe if you gave me time to prepare, but not on the fly. Okay, not on the flight. I didn't really think so, but I thought how cool it would be like if like we talked about an album and then like spliced some music in, but kind of like how I know. spliced the music for the intro that you didn't hear. Yeah, I mean, I you, didn't hear. You you still have no idea even what song led us into this episode. No, I, I I assume it's either keep flying against the green or I or I don't know. Yep. So you'll actually have to listen to this episode to see. Because Tom does oh, not man. listen to any of these episodes. I don't like listening to my own voice, you know? That's just like a thing about me. You know that TikTok trend? It's like one thing about me is uh, when I was 15. And that's a, it's a TikTok thing. You don't understand. Oh, so, I don't know that, ago, that trend. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm not good with TikTok. <laughs> my, my life is good with TikTok. Every trend that I know about is because my wife is doing it next to me on the phone. It's great. I love it. So anyways, let's talk music. So 2022 uh, really 
in my opinion, brought out some great music, some of the best from some bands that I've loved for a long time. Um, you know, but I know, you know, for some people like Mikey, for instance, you know, I know he listened to a lot of like singles and things like that. Whereas like you guys kind of know my style. I'm more of like an album guy. So, you know, for me, like if you said, Oh, what great singles were there? I'd be like, Oh, I don't really know. Um, but for me, you know, I'm an album listener. So I guess what we'll do uh, is uh, we'll kind of kick it up to, to Mikey first and we'll let him do his first. I figure what are we going to do? Like three a piece. Is that kind of the whole deal? That works. Yeah. All right, cool. I think that's great. So yeah, Mikey, why don't you lead us off? All right. So to just be completely transparent with having bar down breakfast year one, heavy, heavy rotation for me was just all the bands that played. I'm not going to lie. Like I was listening to those 12 bands on repeat for months and months leading up to the festival after the festival. And you saw my Spotify rap. It was pretty much every single band played bar down breakfast. So I, I was definitely supporting all of those artists, even though I know that they're not getting much from our streams, but I was, I was definitely showing a lot of love there. And um, outside of that, um, I'm going to cheat on my like overall favorite album of 2022. And the reason I'm saying I'm cheating is because the album actually came out in 2021, but I didn't discover it until 2022. And that's super American. Like their album, I, I think it's Sup is the, the title. I'm also not great at titles of albums. So I could Google it, but I'm also not good at doing that while I'm recording a podcast. So definitely that album was on heavy rotation outside of like the bands that played bar down breakfast. And then my other two are, are just Homer picks, man. And I'm repping one of them and he's sitting across from me on the screen at a time, put out no boundaries on revival recordings heavy heavy rotation for me front to back just the the classic pop punk that i love i love the homies in at a time as people and as musicians and it was definitely one of my favorites of 2022 and then keeping it in the family you know gold steps also put out it, it it's an eight songer it's a kind of in between an ep and lb i don't even know what to call that but Gold Steps released an awesome album in 2022 as well. Um, so those are my picks. And uh, I guess it's kind of <laughs> bad when I was talking to Tom before recording. And I was like, dude, what even albums came out in 2022? <laughs> and he listed off like 30. And I was just like, geez, I didn't listen to any of those. <laughs> and it was truthfully because I spent so much time just spinning those 12 bands from bar down breakfast so hard this year. So we can go over to Justin. Cause I know Tom's just going to talk for like 50 minutes. So <laughs> to, um, to save everyone, if they want to like, just stop listening after Justin, then they can. Cause Tom's so going to talk forever. Um, this year was kind of this, this year was weird. Um, there are so many, albums that came out from bands that i absolutely loved um like just tom said a little bit earlier uh 
from years ago and even till now. But um, I'm going to start off with kind of one that kind of not flew under the radar, but uh, kind of an underrated band, in my opinion. Um, but the album is Distance or Decay by In Her Own Words. Um, they are on, I think, Thriller Records, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but In Her Own Words has, has been probably on my top Spotify wrapped for oh God, six, seven years at this point. They're consistently up there. All of their releases have just been, you know, some of my favorite um, albums every single year. And Distance or Decay is definitely one of the ones that I've had on repeat since it came out. Like I can listen to that song from front to back. Um, and and it's funny. I was I was talking to um, one of my friends, Connor, um, who Tom and I used to work with, and he even he even was like. My Spotify raps should just say, are you doing okay? You've been listening to this album for six months straight. Um, but it, it's such a it's such a good album. Um, it was produced by um, Derek from State Champs. Um, it also has another an alumni band. Um, it has Jonathan Vigil from The Ghost Inside is also on the album doing a guest feature. Uh, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. If In Her Own Words is ever playing in your town, Go check them out. They were just on tour with Capstan and uh, Cherry Amore. And it was such, that show was so good. Um, coming in second is, you know, a band that um, I have probably seen uh, more times than I have fingers on my body. And that one is The Wonder Years with The Hum Goes On Forever. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Sister Cities. Like, I like Sister Cities, but it wasn't... <clears throat> It didn't didn't hit me like kind of like the greatest generation or even suburbia. Um but for some reason this album, especially, you know, Soupy singing about growing up and being a dad and singing about these relationships that he's kind of grown up from in the last 10 years has just been it's kind of like eye-opening because he and I are almost the same age. I think we're all pretty much in the same age group, but listening to how how much he's matured since you know even get stoked on it is just been so cool to see and kind of like that progression of like someone growing up with you um so that my second one will definitely be the hum goes on forever and then um my third one is probably going to be a little bit more in line with tom on this one and tom might even actually have it on his top maybe top three but definitely top 10 mm -hmm. uh drift by pianos become the teeth oh yeah i was i loved that one but you, <laughs> you could take it um definitely a band that i've been listening to for so long uh baltimore post-hardcore favorites piano become the teeth um it was funny I, I actually just threw one the uh the they're they're split with touche amore maybe like a few weeks ago just to be able to listen to them and such a this band is just kind of progressed so much since I've been listening to them from like melodic hardcore to kind of like shoegaze to back to post hardcore. It's just been really cool to hear it. And Drift is just this weird, dark album that is just like this hit completely different. It, it kind of, for, for someone like me who is kind of not tired of the same old, same old pop punk, but sometimes I want to change it up a little bit. This album really, uh, really helped out and kind of gave me that, that edge that I wanted a little bit more. Hell yeah. That 
I love that. Yeah, that was <laughs> drift. Drift was so good. I mean, it was just like kind of keeping, you know, keeping in their their meandering, you know, away from being more post hardcore to being a little bit more melodic and stuff. But it's just like so haunting all the music yep. they write. It's just like kind of crazy. So um, I picked three. I don't know how I did it, but I'm going to give you some honorable mentions and I'm not going to tell you anything about them. I'm just going to say the band and the record and you should go check them out. So um, to start, uh, Wilhelm Scream, Lose Your Delusion, Sweet Pill, Where the Heart Is, Tree River, Time Being, um, Prince Daddy and the Hyena, self-titled mm -hmm. record. Pool Kids, self-titled record. Um, Pedro the Lion, Havasu, so good. Oso Oso, Sore Thumb, so good. Sweet Tooth, Mom Jeans, gotta go listen to it. Um, uh, 40 Ounces to Fresno, Joyce, Joyce Manor, so mm -hmm. good. Uh, Gleamer's new uh, EP here at all, so good. Hygiene by Drug Church, unbelievable. Uh, Waiting for Your Colors, Chief State, unbelievable. Um Anxious Little Green House, incredible. Kodak by All Get Out. Um, Otherness by Alexis and Fire. Um, just, just some. Go listen to them. Uh, if you want, if you didn't catch them because I said them too fast, then you know just hit me up. But the three records uh, that I picked out that happened to be my favorite, uh, I'll start with the one that came out uh, first. I think it was back in the uh, winter or something like that, or it might have been the no, it was June. Came out in June. Uh, it's by a band called Valley Heart. Uh, records called Heal My Head. Um, I, I like. I couldn't even tell you where to begin. I must have jammed the numbers uh, when it was just one single like 20 times. And I was just like, this record's going to be something special. And uh, their last record, Everyone I Ever Loved, was, was great. It's kind of a little bit more... Yeah, Manchester Orchestra, -y, like you know, a little bit more linear, but this record just has so much movement. It's uh, you know, these songs that are just intertwining and like brilliantly paced. It's it's just unbelievable. The songwriting is is there. Uh, again, you know, uh, you know, Valley Hearts, Heal My Head, uh, really, truly one of the great records that I listen to. Uh, coming in at number two for me is. Uh, um, little known Ontario band called Arms Length, so good. Uh, their newest record, which um, I always get the name wrong, but it's um, never before seen, never before found, or never before heard. I don't know. Never before seen, never again found. That's what it's called. Um, it's uh, I, I mean the the vocalist sings in kind of the register of you know like people like. Uh, the guy from the dangerous summer and somos like that kind of like tenor crony really really beautiful stuff and all of the songs are just like uh the, the way the record's recorded it's just like there's so much power in a lot of these different syncopated breakdowny parts that like are just unreal melodic i mean uh, you know just unbelievable um you know the record from front to start is kind of circular which is a great thing. You know, I love the callbacks and all that kind of stuff, but the, um, the melodicism is there and it's really, really quite fantastic. And my number one record of the year, which is kind of crazy because it only came out a month ago and, but I've listened to it all the way through probably 30 times. And I'll probably listen to it another 300 more is life after football by the Smith street band. It's like, I, I don't even know where to start. It's like, 
there's Pixies in it, there's Springsteen in it, there's the Hold Steady in it, there's the Bouncing Souls in it. I mean, like, there's just all of this mishmashed greatness that come together. And the Smith Street Band, I think it's like their fifth or sixth record. Like, they've been around for a long time. They're from Australia. Uh, Will Wagner's just kind of crazy. Uh, he's a genius when it comes to songwriting and this record. It's just so clean and that's something i've never been able to say about a smith street record like they're usually a little bit more raucous and loud which is great at some times but mm -hmm. like hearing it a little bit more clean and polished on this record with the same songwriting sensibilities uh, is like unreal it's like they hit their level four super saiyan or something i don't know dragon ball z reference for you but um you know, and like the just the songwriting content, I mean, like he's there, he's a song called Elvis, and he says, I feel like Elvis circa 77, consume, 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 then die. And then he says, uh, something else about the corpse of Elvis getting drop kicked out of heaven, but like it's just a microcosm for like how this guy feels like he's just can't stop eating and he feels like shit and. Their whole record is kind of the theme about it is like understanding and catharsis and being okay with who you are. Cause you know, Will's undergone, you know, quite a few changes, you know, in his life. And, you know, I think a lot of that kind of comes out in this record, but um, life after football, the Smith street band, my favorite record of the year, go listen to it, go listen to all the other ones I talked about and go listen to all the other records that everybody talked about because they're fantastic. And thank God for music in 2022, because I don't, I don't know what I would have done, but hell yeah! I didn't, I didn't know we were doing honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, so rip some then. Oh man, so I'm, I'm actually very surprised that in your honorable mentions you didn't bring up the other self-titled of another band that drops something this year after a 10-year break, Doctor Acula. Oh yeah, I, that's it's so good. You're right. Um, Tom's not uh, even friends with those guys. I know, right? Um, Pink Shifts, Love Me Forever was also great. Um, if you're into like kind of like weird, groovy, Paramore meets No Doubt meets like My Chemical Romance style. Like, I don't know, it's just so good. I can't even describe it. And then um, uh, Jer Bothered Unbothered came out. Uh, if you are if you follow Scott 2 Network, uh, Jer is, is Scott 2 Network. Um, but he put out an album on Bad Time Records that was really good. Um, and I think Tom hit all my other ones that I listened to, too, like Cool Kids, uh, Prince Daddy and Hyena. Um, and then one of my other favorite hardcore, post-hardcore bands um, that I haven't heard from in a few years, uh, Birds and Row, uh, just put out Chris Klein. Oh, yeah, they put out a new record, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Really good if you're into, like, the more heavier um kind of music but um confetus is a really good song on that album i really recommend it if you're if you're kind of into uh something that's a little bit more faster a little bit more heavier fair now, enough and speaking of heavier hold on i i just i forgot one uh a celebrity therapist by the callous Dowboys is so fucking good oh yeah so good so <laughs> good it's, it's wild good what were you gonna say up there I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that Just Friends album came out in 2022. That Hella, that's a... It a, might have. Did it? So. I don't know. Let yeah. me Google it. Jeez. But I, I, uh, oh, yeah. I, I love that album. 
Kings of the New Age came out too. That's right. State champs. State champs. Stady champions. I forgot about that. Yeah, for your strong on that album, they have Ben Barlow from Neck Deep on that album. Um, Really good album. It was a really good follow up to um, Living Proof. But uh, but yeah, there was way too many good albums came out. And I think that we kind of saw that coming, especially coming from like the past two years. Not a lot of bands have been able to do much. So they were all kind of just writing and writing and writing and writing. And I think we're, we're kind of getting to um, the tipping point of all these albums coming out. And that's why it's really hard to kind of pick what a favorite album is. Um, but yeah, too many good songs. Even the Interrupters came out with a new album. I lost Tom. Tom, you're talking, but yeah. we can't hear you. We lost Tom. I thought I went deaf for a minute. <laughs> Am I back? No, Can you hear yeah, me? you're back now. <laughs> uh, it was so weird, man. I heard a beep and things got weird. Uh, but yeah, I was just agreeing with you, man. So many great records came out. So much awesome music. Um, you know, drive through, finally coming through with, you yeah. know, their, you know, repressing old albums and, you know, I know our, our, our homies in Near Mint have some great stuff coming out. Uh, Parting Gift Records, Take This to Heart Records, always do incredible re-releases. And even some of the, you know, bigger independent labels are, are starting to get back into the re-release game. You're seeing Vagrant doing some stuff, Epitaph doing some stuff. Um, you know, they realize that, you know, the vinyl game is kind of, you know, where it's at. And now that pressing plants are starting to, become alive again because you know we stopped pressing 500,000 copies of Adele records you know you're starting to see some cool shit happening which I really love so um you know that's where I'm at you know the consummate collector always collecting always always checking stuff out but music was really cool in 2022 and I have a feeling it's going to be really cool in 2023 there's you know some cool stuff coming out, you know, even some stuff that's, you know, been announced now, you know, uh, um, great band palette knife is coming out with a new record, John Ellison Weiss, uh, they're, you know, bringing to us their first record in uh, probably five or six years. Um, a bunch of great stuff that's, you know, kind of in the, in the mix. And I'm sure there's some great stuff in the mix that hasn't even been announced yet. That's coming to follow. So, uh, super stoked for the future. I am a little upset because this came out literally on the first day of the year, but higher lonely power by fireworks. Yeah. Is I think that's going to make a lot of album. 2023, 2023 lists, to be honest with you. It's uh, if you're used to fireworks, this record is definitely a departure uh, from what you're used to, but mm -hmm. um, there's brilliance in it. There really is. There's a lot of pain in it. There's a lot of, um, you know, the, the theme of the record is just like, you know, somebody questioning, you know, their own idea of what, you know, being spiritual is and, you know, the commercialism of God and all of this kind of stuff that, you know, is all too glossed over by, you know, conservative religious nuts, you know, but, you know, a band like Fireworks, you know, has decided they're going to use their platform to kind of be a little bit more on the nose with it, which I think is a great thing. And I think you said it best. We were talking in group chat. Like the first track of the record has like, like less crazy Dillinger vibes. It's got like, 
you know, setting fire to Sleeping Giants, Dillinger vibes, which is like yep. unreal to think of. But um, it, it is such a cool record. And um, I hope, you know, that, you know, there's a physical release that comes with it uh, and, and all that jazz. And, you know, hopefully 2023 brings some more of uh, them touring around because Fireworks is awesome and having mm-hmm. them back is is great. And, you know, hopefully some of my other bands, favorite bands that aren't playing anymore, will just be like, well, start playing music too, like the fucking Swellers, you know, like. Ooh, yeah. Or, you know, whoever else. The Sidekicks broke up. That's a bummer. Yep. That just made me think about that. They had a great record in Happiness Hours that came out like a couple of years ago. I'm rambling. I'm did the, did the Boston's break up this year too? Yeah, they had to break up because Dickie Barrett's a fucking wiener. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's okay to be a wiener. Sometimes you got to be a wiener. But I'm rambling, and I'm rambling because I'm so happy to be back here at home with you guys doing this. I've really missed it. You know, really miss getting to chat with you guys every week. Um, you know, it's a big source of support and and power and uplifting to me. Um, you know, to get to do this. And to be honest with you, even if nobody ever listens to it, you know, the fact that we got to, you know, chat together and put this out into the world is good enough for me. But the cool thing is people do listen to it. People really, you know, are kind of digging what we're doing. And, you know, we hope that, you know, we were able to keep you engaged through 2022. And, uh, you know, we hope that those of you that were able to attend Bardown Breakfest number one in Orlando really enjoyed it. Um, you know, Bardown Breakfast 2 is coming up. When, where, who knows? You will have to find out. And the only way you're going to find out is by tuning in. Tune in to our episodes, to our socials, and you'll figure it out eventually. But 2023 is going to kick some ass, man. And uh, I'm pumped to be back with it, you know, back with you guys and kind of looking into new ways of keeping Bardown Breakdown fresh and awesome and couldn't you know, couldn't be happier. So uh, truly, you know, from, from bottom of my heart, um, you know, thank you to everybody who's been tuning in. Thank you to everybody who sent me well wishes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but pumped to say that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're back doing it to it, you know? Hell yeah, brother. We're so pumped to have you back with us. Uh, even though you never really left us, like we were still yeah. texting and checking in on you, but to have you back on the show, is just amazing and you know i i don't think we can leave you guys off without just getting a quick update on out of time because i know you guys have a show or two planned for january i'd love to hear about that and what out of time has going on justin yeah so um so well bar down and out of time news um I the the next episode of Where Did All My Friends Go podcast is going to be coming out, I believe, next week. I don't know the exact date off the top of my head. I think the seventh, right? Yeah, I think it's the seventh. Um, uh, I was supposed to talk about uh, Bar Down and Out of Time, but the first fifteen minutes of the podcast, we're talking about uh, Guy Fieri and chicken strips. So <laughs> definitely check it out. Um, I'll be posting a few of those clips. Um, but, but yeah, um, we, we have, we're playing emo night karaoke on January 28th, um, here in Orlando at Ace Cafe. Um, it is a, it is literally emo night karaoke. You get to go up and sing all your favorite songs, but the only difference is, is that instead of having a Casio keyboard rendition, you actually have a full live band behind you. 
Wow. So, cool. Yeah, like I, I was just like, wait a minute, what? And they have a full band that knows all these songs, and you pick whatever song you want to play, and they will literally play. They have a click track. You have the lyrics. Go for it. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, we have we have a, a couple cool stuff um, kind of lined up, ready to announce. Uh, one of them is with another alumni band here at Bar Down Goalkeeper. Um, we're going to be supporting them in March for a few Florida dates that I'm not able to announce just yet. And then, um, yeah, we're we're gearing up for for Bar Down Breakfast too. Um, I mean, all the information is out there. If you just go to episode 180 with Come Clean, <laughs> I think we leaked all that information. <laughs> so you guys are playing it? Yeah, we already said this. <laughs> okay. Oh, Mikey, why is your daughter so upset right now? Because she wants to be on the episode. Well, then bring her in here. <laughs> no, you scare her. Yeah, I don't blame you. No. I would too. Uh, but yeah, that's probably as good a reason as any to uh, uh, let this episode go out into the clouds, as they say. Uh, so Mikey can be a dad, and Justin can be also a dad, and I cannot uh, be a dad. I have a dog, but yeah, that's not the same. But you know, it's good enough. So uh, you guys got anything else before we go? You probably did. Do you? I don't know. Uh, no, just uh, uh, I, I might be... Linking up with Kyle from the crease rule in a couple of days. I know we mentioned uh, that he is uh, close. So uh, ho- hopefully well, give that boy a Miller up. light. Hopefully yeah. you'll still be alive and you won't be dead <laughs> because he's going to be like, Oh, I wanted to drink 350 Molson's. Oh, he has. I don't, I don't think he's drank Molson since he's been across the border. I think he's legitimately been keeping it to Miller light. Good for him. He's yeah. what, a, what a man. So oh, Love before, before we go, Everybody, yeah. this is going to come out a week later, but everybody go on TikTok and watch Boston Bruins fans chirping a cutout of Sidney Crosby <laughs> in front of Fenway. They literally left a, a cutout of Sidney Crosby out for 48 hours just so Boston fans can chirp them. It is the, so good. It is, it's so good. It is literally one of the, the, the best two minutes of my life just watching I've- these guys talk shit to Sydney, a cutout of Sydney Crosby. <laughs> That's good. That's better it. than like when celebrities have to read like the mean tweets. The mean tweets. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, because this is a celebrities reading mean things on the internet. This is a cutout in the middle of Boston, which is already like reading mean tweets, but in person. <laughs> yeah, so good. Love Unbelievable. That. Yeah, that uh, is, is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but uh, guys, I can't wait uh, for all the cool stuff that we're going to do in the new year. But until then, uh, do you do you still do the thing? We can do it. Let's all do right. it. Well, we should do it. All right. It's been real. Peace be with you. And also with you. <laughs> it's Peace. and with your spirit now, guys. Get with the times. Yes. Yeah. We got to add the Holy Spirit. Justin's <laughs> and the Holy, the Holy Spirit. spirit. <laughs> Peace. Later, guys.